Hello nerds and welcome to Crit Chat, a show where we get together every week and discuss the important things in life like how many bites it would take for Goliath to get through an entire gnome. And just for the record, my money is on five bites. I've got, I've done the math. I'm pretty sure it's five bites. Um, but this week we might have with us in the near future, Emily Kuklinski, also known as the Pony Emily, even though at the moment she's having some mic issues, but hopefully we'll see her in, in a hot minute. Um, but other than her, we've got uh, Hemko Verme, also known as the Unlikely GM. Hello. Uh, we also have Sarah Meaden, otherwise known as I'm Your Hero. Hello. And we have me as your host, Ismay Hutton, also known as a Teacup Gamer. Uh, so this week, my dudes, we are talking about uh, influences from other media sources to help out your games. Um, so I think, I think maybe on this, first off, we'll probably chat a little bit about uh, the benefits of stealing the ever-loving hell out of other people's ideas. Um, and I don't know, because I'm an amazing and gracious host, I'm going to go first so I can like <laughs> give you guys some time to think about what you guys want to say. And also so that like all the good ideas aren't taken by the time it gets to my turn. Uh, <laughs> the Lord given Usually the Lord people take it. steal my ideas anyway, as we see from the yeah, tips right. at the end. Right? So you go, go for it. Okay. Um, Return the favor today. Also, uh, get ready for... Oh, Give me for every so often asking if Emily's there, but we hear some Emily noise. There was some Emily noise. It was more like a static hiss. Hello? <gasps> Emily! Oh my god! Yay! I think the hiss is just a startup sound of the Emily bot. Ah. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, everyone. Don't, don't be sorry. I'm so happy you're here. My I will warn you, I'm using a subpar microphone, <laughs> but I'm here. Amazing. Uh, are you recording? I am. <gasps> this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad I could bring it for you. Like... Brought to you by Audio Issues. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was a terrifying nightmare time, but like in the end, it brought us all closer together. And isn't that just D&D in a nutshell? Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll do the whole do the whole. Uh, what are the benefits for stealing things from uh, other media sources? I'm gonna do yeah. So I'll, I'll go I'll go I'll go hot first because again I don't want you guys taking uh, the good ones. <laughs> um, so my my uh, immediate thing for why it is a good thing to steal from other people's work, um, I think that in a game it kind of provides an immediate touchstone for people uh so like if you're if you're doing like a character and uh you let people know that it's kind of based on a character so say if like there's a big old grizzled wizard that comes in and you're like oh he's like he's tall he's got this kind of beard uh he's kind of if reminiscent of say gandalf um, and if someone hears that, then they immediately have that picture in their head. They've got Gandalf. They kind of know, oh, it's like a big, lovely, big, lovely wizard boy, probably a little bit cheeky, probably has a nice smile on his face. You're probably going to like him. Um, whereas if someone is like, oh, they come in, they look like this, um, kind of imagine how, how, like, Snape from Harry Potter looks. Then immediately you've got some people who are like, I want to fuck that. And some people who are like, get that trash boy away from me. So you, <laughs> you get like an immediate <laughs> thing of what everyone will suppose the character is. 
which you can use in like a bunch of different ways. So yeah, if you, if you want them to like a character, base the character off a character that you and lots of other people like, then, you know, then they're a likable character. Or you can also do that and uh, make that character secretly evil so it bamboozles the hell out of them. Uh, it's, it's, just, it's a good, like, base point to go in on so that, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to put in as much effort there. And people already have their kind of suppositions about the character, which you can bend to your will. Um, but yeah, have you, have you guys, like, used, used, uh, characters like, or characters like that, or, like, used, um, other media people from that so that, you know, you can give the people a nice supposition of a character beforehand? I said a lot of words, and none of them made sense. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's, I don't, I don't necessarily, but I'll get into what I steal, uh, later, but when it comes to characters, I don't necessarily... Still guess I don't like to say oh he's he's Gandalf I like Gandalf well you could sometimes but but it could be very clear even from a quote you know the moment the moment the the, the long bearded character goes I am never late you go like oh yeah well he's like Gandalf you yeah. don't have to literally say it um, yeah. but but definitely um, I I will definitely steal characters from all kinds of media but only if they're very uh, fun. Rec- caricatures basically mm-hmm. like in my current game um and 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 you can get them from unlikely places uh my in my um in my current game uh there's like the local pawn shop peddler and um the moment they tried selling something there he just kind of stood there going uh yeah best i can give you is five silver and everybody immediately recognized that he was the guy from pawn shop uh, on on uh, from the pawn shop show, that's um, you know best I can do is five dollars. So I don't know why my my brain was thinking of Storage Wars, and I was like, I don't know <laughs> that guy from Storage Wars, but no, nope, yeah, not that yeah, it's the American pawn shop. So yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see how you misheard that. Next yeah, um, we got we got some mishearing in chat, but we are yeah. on this channel. We are on this base podcast, so we're I probably going totally to understand that that's your expectation. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and that's a that's a caricature that's immediately interesting. So he go he goes uh, just by by stealing. I didn't I didn't write an interesting character. I literally just stole mm-hmm. a caricature from TV. And this random pawn shop owner went from forgettable shop owner number forty three to a very recognizable, interesting character with no effort. And that's that's what the benefit oh, yeah. of stealing is: getting these mm-hmm. kind of things with no effort. <laughs> It's just, like uh, it, it's. I think that we were talking about this on one of the other streams of just like. So it it sounds better if we're like, oh yeah, it just makes it makes the job easier on you as the DM instead of yeah, just blatantly rip off other people's shit because uh, yeah. it's fucking it's good it's <laughs> fun. <laughs> oh dear, but uh, yeah, Hemko, is that is that like what what's your what's your kind of take on like the benefits of stealing from other other media because we're going to call it what it is blatant um, theft yeah 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 no uh <laughs> the benefit i is what i the reason i i steal a lot from other media and why i recommend other people doing that is actually based in humility um it's if you see a Hollywood movie, and we love being critical of everybody that makes a Hollywood movie, and we're allowed to be because they get paid fuck tons of money to do <laughs> yeah. that. So if they do a shit job, I kind of get to go, hold on. Um, 
But they studied for years and years, build up a resume, experience, and years of writing stories, and and then they get paid a lot of money as professionals writers uh, on a movie. Uh, and it's very easy to criticize because we love doing that as humans, criticizing yes. th- p- things people do wrong, but but completely forget the fact that they're also doing a really good job writing and that they learned years from that, and it's not just easy to do. And mm-hmm. I, I go like, well, I'm not a professional writer. I'm doing this as an amateur. I didn't study years for this. Uh, so if I if I steal something from a movie, I'm I'm kind of getting a better quality because that the guy that wrote that is an absolute professional. So in that sense... Um, Instead of trying to make, instead of the obsession of making original content and then it being shit, um, mm-hmm. I think it's very important to realize that you aren't the best writer ever in your little amateur D and D attic game with mm-hmm. cheetahs and beer. You uh, you're having a fun game, and if you wanna if you wanna increase the quality, you're gonna have to broaden your spectrum and get as much resources from everywhere. I mean, well, I went to like four years of film and media school, so technically <laughs> I'm a better writer. So like, you know, just like from my perspective, I am the best, but like other people can also do some good shit too. Mm. I mean, I'm gonna stop you. Oh my god! I fucking knew. I was an English major, and we had a film studies program, and I did that shit, and I got a degree too, so I'm better. Oh my god! I fucking knew y'all English bitches always out (laughs) fucking sniffing around our turf. (laughs) Well, all right. Do you know what? that means <laughs> were you biting your fucking thumb at me motherfucker i do bite my thumb at you sir i like i like that i went for like the revamp version of it like romeo plus juliet style <laughs> um, but fucking all right all right they're english major what what are you what do you think are the benefits of stealing from other medias well not to repeat anything that you guys already have mm-hmm. uh what I like is uh, when the people that you're playing with. I'm sorry, I'm hearing myself and it's freaking me out. <laughs> oh, so no. it's freaking us out too. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm just glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> Speaking of being on the same page, I like stories that you steal from because it puts everybody on the same page. Yeah. And I like it when not everyone is on the same page and you're able to make references to other things that you've watched and like maybe one or two of your players have listened Mm -hmm. to like uh, the game I'm doing right now is completely based off stolen materials because (laughs) it's a fairy tale game. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. And so, and everybody steals because that's what writing is. When was the last time any original content happened in the world? Yeah, I hate OG Earth, but <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, uh, so this game being heavily fairy tailed, only uh, two people who I'm playing with have ever seen or listened to Into the Woods. Oh, and yeah. so. Every so often, good. I'll drop little hints or just little references, and they think it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But the great thing is, is that they're hints for things that might be to come, and they haven't realized it yet. Amazing! So I like it's that. great because 
you can use it to throw it off the scent. Yeah. But then, you know, throw it back in later and be like, hey, maybe the witch isn't such a good person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I like that. Like that, that was kind of uh, like a little bit related to what I was saying of like, yeah, you can you can use it to bamboozle people. I'm just a fan of a good bamboozle. I'll do anything for the bamboozle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which I like. I like doing that too. <laughs> right, that's the best one. Um, but Sarah, how about you? How what what do you think the benefits are of stealing from other people's shit? Um, I'm also an English major. Yes. <laughs> Um, I, well, I'm running a balance campaign, so all of my stuff is stolen. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> um, just, just for, uh, for people who aren't aware, I mean, you should be by now because it's like 80% of the shit we talk about. Um, balance campaign is referring to the Adventure Zone, uh, game that the McElroy brothers run with their father. Uh, very good real play campaign. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people use it as a basis for their games, which is really cool. Um, <clears throat> I like choosing or stealing from other sources of media because I only have my viewpoint and like my worldview and reading mm-hmm. stuff from other people and watching things and playing games broadens that. And I, number one, like to have viewpoints that are not just my own in my game mm-hmm. and I want to represent them carefully and I would like to think that I help my players do that, even though sometimes it's kicking and screaming. Um, but <laughs> I just like to pat myself on the back for doing that a little bit with my players. Yeah, I, they, yeah. I like I like that a lot of just yeah other other people's like viewpoints, like being able to be to like influence what you're doing is always fucking it's superb and excellent. It's, uh, it's definitely one of those things you can get trapped into as a, as a DM, and that's also what stealing obviously does. Is is you know you you're stuck there going, I have no idea what the fuck to write. I'm staring at a blank page for so long. Um, you know, a casual little expedition in that in that movie or that book will bring you back with so much material. You know, I, I think were we still going to have an episode on writer's block? I think we already have that one. Oh yeah, we're probably, I, like I think I think we're telling it uh, the the burnout. <laughs> like the right, DM burnout yeah. because oofty doofty that mm-hmm. burnout. And I mean, just in and of itself, stealing from other media is a solution to that. So yeah, it just gives you a little push. Yeah, I think that. Uh, yeah, one of the other things. Yeah, it, it, entirely that of just. Ooh, oh, good. I'm glad that my house is getting a phone call with the loudest phone in the world that no one ever picks up. <laughs> How many rooms over is that? <laughs> like it sounds like it's next to me, but <laughs> but it is a while away. Oh, these echoed halls. Um, but yeah, I, like yeah, just just being able to take from other media when you've got writer's block is is one of the most useful things because sometimes you it, it feels like you're kind of going it alone sometimes when you're DMing because you're like, oh, I have to come up with a billion things and that's stressful. But if other people have already done the work for you, then mm, just just take that, take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh, one of, okay. So, one of one of the things I really wanted to to talk about uh, was if uh, Emily Emily kind of uh, mentioned it is like a a thing that some people have like uh, like recognized the references uh, to outside media things and it's been cool. Have any of you tried to like make a character or a place or a situation based off something else and then just got so caught out in it? Like, if you were not blatantly trying to pass it off as your own work but just not mentioning that it was another character um i did on sunday actually <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> oh, the timing oh, is boy. excellent. Yeah. Um, I, my, oh, this is going to be spoilers for people in the Adventure Zone, but my team is oh, um, traveling two different planes right now. Uh-huh. Um, they're near the end of the campaign, and I built one off of Pandora from the movie Avatar. And awesome. it only took them, like, two minutes of being in this world, and they're like, oh, this is the place from Avatar. And it was just, like, <laughs> so scornful. I was like, oh, jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, okay, well, was it not pretty? Yes, now you know. It's a good reference. Shut up. Like, did I open Pandora's box? Yeah. <laughs> but did you enjoy it? Yeah. Ew. I'm out. <laughs> I also made um, a purge planet based on uh, Rick and Morty. Um, <laughs> and as soon as they landed, like, it was a couple days after the purge. And so there was a couple, like, dead bodies everywhere. And someone goes, ha wouldn't it be real funny if this was a purge plan? And I was like, I hate you so much! I hate you! <laughs> How dare you right now? <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I think, um, I've not, I've not had it that they've actually, uh, found out any of the, the characters that I stole. But I've had it that, uh, when I was, like, explaining a character or after a session... Uh, one of one of my players would come came up to me and they're like, "Oh yeah, this this character reminded me of uh, uh, a person from this game." And I was like, "No, well, oh fuck, I did just write them, didn't I?" <laughs> so like, didn't didn't actively make it that character, but I hundred percent did because I thought my idea was original. But there are no new ideas. <laughs> yeah, and that's also why it's it's actually kind of fine to be quote unquote caught out. I don't actively try to hide it, but I'd also don't make it obvious. You change some things, but you find that if if you think that the character you're stealing from from some kind of media is unique, oh, then yeah. you're wrong because that character <laughs> is not unique either, and they're more like it, and it's a stereotype, uh, and so is the story that it's in. So I'm I'm amazed. I'm actually kind of curious how they found out how you described it and how they found out that it was the world from Avatar because, to be fairly honest, the world from Avatar isn't super original. It's definitely something that not to bash on Avatar. I, I like the movie, but um, but it's but it's kind of a fairly standard story that's been told in many different iterations uh, and 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 variations uh, throughout time in books and literature and, and movies. So. I'm curious what specifically made them made a trigger because because you can definitely you can definitely steal especially Avatar is one of those things because it's such a generic story you can you can kind of steal from it and make a really good story by just changing some things of your own uh, and that's why I steal because it's you know you get a good basis and then make add the things your own without having to write every detail you, uh, yourself um, so what what made them recognize that it's the world of Avatar what what did um, you I totally didn't expect them because I took basically the planet and put the elves from Lord of the Rings in it. (laughs) And so I thought they would pick up on that. And then I just, like, when they first encountered them, they said, okay, you can stay here, but you need to follow these rules, like respect us um, and our rules and don't mess with, like, the animals and the plants because we maintain a balance. And when I said that... (laughs) <laughs> they were like oh it's pandora and i was like what the hell like i didn't i didn't all i said was like there's lots of forests in this place and like elves and 
they so I hadn't even described the part about Pandora yet, and they jumped right there. So I feel like it wasn't really my fault. I thought you were yet. gonna say it was because of like ponytail fucking that no. you put in there. I haven't even got to that part yet. Didn't even get to the good bit. <laughs> Because I've had the same. I have a pretty much the same description for a planet once in a game where it's like, well, it's nature and these elves, literally elves, live there uh, and they keep nature in a balance um, and uh, and they ride dinosaurs. That was a little detail. Um, but um, like if somebody then said with the same description going, oh, well, that's the world from Avatar, I was going, uh, no, actually it's not. It's totally my original work. I mean, I totally did not steal this from the Exodites in the Warhammer 40k universe, but (laughs) it's not Avatar, you're wrong. So it sounds almost like a lucky guess, and that's kind of why I found Steel, because because they could have guessed something else. Maybe they've had other guesses too that were wrong, but you only remember the one that was right. I don't know. Um, I think a lot of it is like they're big, like most of my group is big sci-fi nerds. So uh-huh. that's the kind of stuff that they're going to draw from when they're trying to relate yeah. to wherever or whoever I'm describing is stuff from that yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah. I do try to avoid like the latest fad. I don't I don't steal uh from from something that just came out. It's like, "Oh, this movie was cool. I want to I want to use this in my D&D." Like I, I do kind of go out of the ballpark to just kind of find something something off the beaten track that the players don't immediately recognize if if you and your entire group just watched avatar then <laughs> so i should probably yeah. take the infinity gauntlet out of my next world huh? damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say i'm fucking mad i'm like I guess who i'm putting on blast this week this this week it's black panther you stole my fucking wakanda <laughs> I had a Wakanda before you guys had a Wakanda. That's not true. Black Panther has been around since the beginning of time, but I true. haven't read it. But now I have to take out my whole like essentially Wakanda esque place at least for now because ugh, I'm just ugh, it's too derivative at the moment. Oh wait, never mind. I'm not going to talk about a, the the, the mm-hmm. movie because spoilers. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to. I had this reference in my head, and go. I don't know if this is if this is something I want to go go on. Ah, uh, y'all are pussies. Uh, <laughs> oh, I was I was gonna say like, oh yeah, it's set in in this in this uh, in this continent, this 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 land that is isolated from the rest of the world that yeah. wants to have this protectionism uh, system, and they build a big wall to keep people out. And yeah. the players would totally go, oh my god, you stole that from Black Panther. I'm like, no, actually, yeah. I stole it from Trump's America. But you know what? Go with that. <laughs> it's a wall. It's not an energy shield, okay? <laughs> yeah. And it's it's taking some time. It'll get there eventually, maybe. Sure. As, as soon as Mexico pays for it. But but that's but that's happen? what I mean. It's these references can be so so broad, and so many stories have been done over and over that the, if you steal from it, the chance of them correctly identified is is fairly mm-hmm. low. And when they yeah. do, does it does it bloody matter? Because it's mm, not like no. you're going to be the first writer. There are very highly highly paid Hollywood writers that steal the ever loving shit out of out yeah. of other content. Look at modern day reboots. So mm-hmm. so how how would you not be allowed to so uh, usually my response I think the response I think you need to you need to really own it and it's yeah. uh, if if they recognize the reference like oh this is a rule from Avatar you should go there going yeah that's pretty much what based it on and then and not oh shit you caught me out because the yeah. players will then go oh I love Avatar this is cool and not mm-hmm. oh my god uh, we caught you out and stealing something and not making something original who gives a shit yeah. 
I was yeah. just like, oh, okay, yeah, sh- sure, let's go with that. That's, yeah. yep, totally, great. <laughs> it's like, Ready Player One had a lot of flaws, but <laughs> my the one thing I really enjoyed was the Shining scene, you know, because mm. it's like, oh, yeah. I know what this is, and then you're anticipating it, and it's a reward. Absolutely. Like, I think Absolutely. that's how we have to start viewing it, is when you steal from other things, that's a reward for the players. Like, <laughs> oh, you're following me. That's great. Yeah. And then I'm going to twist it, and you're yeah. going to be like, ah! Screw them over. Bamboozle. Live for the bamboozle. <laughs> yeah. Like, can I tell you my favorite bamboozle that I've ever yes, done? do it. Yes. Good. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and stop me if I've mentioned this before. <laughs> but, <laughs> Uh, we, we were having a bye week just because a couple of people in my campaign were busy. Um, and oh, so I, I thought you were making like a bisexual week and I was all about it, but like your thing's probably fine too. Well, double entendre. <laughs> not mutually oh. exclusive. Yeah. Okay. No, back on board. <laughs> uh, but I had a vine mushroom kind of maze going on and, uh, the, the boss was fine. And they didn't know it uh, because the way that the mech, the the system of the boss battle of this maze worked was that every seven seconds, or they they would have mm-hmm. to start back from the beginning. Okay, yeah. And they were getting very annoyed. They're like, "We hate these vines," and I'm mm-hmm. like. <laughs> I kept on enjoying it and then I'd throw in like vine references and they weren't getting it and so it wasn't until the end of the session that they looked at me and they're like Emily was that a fucking vine (laughs) (laughs) and they all hated me so much (laughs) and I'm like I'm sure hope it was shitting Uh, hell Like, it took me a hot second, but, like... My brain went there, but then I was like, no. Yeah. Yeah. No? Immediately when you said vines, I was like, oh, I like vines, but no, that's not what this is about. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Well, because they were confused, because usually combat is, like, seven or eight seconds. seconds. Six seconds, I think? Six seconds. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, oh, no, it's seven seconds. And they go, what? (laughs) And I'm like... Yeah, it's fine. No you can do fun. all your actions and like, like wink at the camera real cheeky in that time. <laughs> <laughs> and oh uh, we were also all very tired, and <laughs> <laughs> the mechanics that I wanted weren't working, and they were getting very frustrated because oh all they God. had to do was aim for the, the the mushrooms on the vine, and mm-hmm. it was fine. <laughs> Anyway, that was my story. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank, thank you for reminding us once again why puns are dangerous. Oh yeah, this Lisa. is your fucking weekly PSA. Hello and welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat. I'm trying something new. I'm gonna be an announcer now. Found my new life direction, and it's this. Tell me, I'm doing a good job. So hey guys, welcome to the middle of the podcast break chat. Kind of, kind of good bullshit. Um, and uh, we got some, some things to talk about. Uh, first off, yes, apologies for, uh, Emily's microphone. Uh, we had so many dramas beforehand, like, no one's Discord was working, we had to go on Skype, and everything sounded like buttholes, but we got everyone in eventually and came out with a really fun episode in the end, so I think we're all winners here. Look at me putting a positive spin on this. 
As for plugs this week, of course, you can stay to the end to hear Hemco talking about his campaign in its fullest, so that it's not just my dumbass chatting about it. Um, but if you go over to uh, Unlikely, the Unlikely GM on Twitch, uh, then you can find his campaign Unlikely Heroes, uh, which goes every Sunday and I think every Friday now. Uh, yeah, you'll hear a bit more about it at the end, but definitely go and check that out. Also, you can check me out on A Teacup Gamer on Twitch, which is awesome. And uh, a couple days ago, uh, we did a co-op Stardew Valley with two of the, the other podcasters. So it was me, Emily, and uh, Alfred. We all got together and did some farming goodness, and it got a lot more chaotic than... No, actually, no, it got the exact amount of chaotic that you would expect. I mean, good lord. But yeah, you could probably still find that on my on-demand videos, but if not, we are planning on doing one on in the future. So yeah, hopefully hopefully see you there and see you then. Uh, as for other things, uh, you can always find Crit Chat on Facebook at facebook.com uh, forward slash Crit Chat, all one word. Or you can give our page a like and chat to us on there. Uh, we, we post a lot of Dungeons and Dragons stuff every so often because, you know, it's fun. We, we Turns out we like the game. Who would have known? Uh, also on Twitter, you can find us at twitter.com forward slash crit underscore chat because brand management, it's not for everyone. Also, if you use the hashtag crit chat and uh, if you want to talk to us, uh, we, we might start uh, reading out uh, reading out people's like comments and stuff. We'll especially love it if it has anything to do with uh, centaur parentage and heritage and whether you think Thanos is fuckable or not. We'll, we'll read out some comments because, you know, audience interaction is always a good thing. So yeah, go go follow us on Facebook and Twitter and we'll see you, we'll, we'll, we'll see you there. Wherever you're listening to right now, you can find our Discord in the description if you want to chat to us there. You can find us on SoundCloud if you search Crit Chat. Uh, give us a like there, follow there, you can comment and share from there. Uh, this is a word of mouth podcast. Uh, we don't advertise anywhere, so the only way that uh, other people can listen is if you tell them about us. And if you don't, I'll cry. But, you know, don't take my opinions into account. You did it before. I don't know why I got so combative here. Please tell people about us. <laughs> Uh, you can also find us on iTunes if you search Crit Chat under podcast and live a five-star review for the five-star show and comment and all that all that goodness over there. Um, but other than that, yeah, you can just watch us live on Tuesdays at 5pm BST on A Teacup Gamer and get ready for the episode going so wildly off the rails, as is its want. But yeah, so I think I think what what I'm wanting to do a little bit is talk about, like, any, t any other times where people have used uh, outside sources, because, I don't know, I think that's interesting, like, figuring mm -hmm. out where everyone else has used things from. Um, again, I'll, I'll, I'll shove myself in there first, because uh, um, one, one of my favorite characters that I created uh, for my campaign was almost whole cloth based on uh, Kaylee from Firefly, um, who is just so like for those who don't know works on an airship is like the cutest sweetest little button in the world and like wears her little like ungo dungos and like chuffs around and is always smiley but is like the best fucking engineer this world has to offer and just like a low-key badass and oh so yeah I created a character based on her and just you know because it was based on her, everyone fucking loved the shit out of her. Because it's impossible not to, because Kaylee is a god. Oh, I also Kaylee. called her Kilty, because, eh. It's, it's kind of close, but it sounds more Scottish, and she was a dwarf, so. Kilty. It was <laughs> beautiful. That um, was a pun.
It's not a pun. It's a variation of a name. I don't know. I was probably fun. Did you feel guilty about it? I'm going to cut you off this call. (laughs) Also, really the very first D&D character I ever played was a Scottish woman. No. And her name was Kilta Hagesi. God damn it! <laughs> Look. I just needed yes, to say that. Yes, both Kilt and Haggis are the best things in the world. Yes, well, I her... do have to say that, but still. <laughs> her sister was Tartana. God damn it. Uh, okay. Her... <laughs> and I can't remember what her parents' names were. Oh but... my god. Anyway. <laughs> He had an animal, an actual animal. <laughs> Thank oh you. Oh my god, that's high praise. Bosser, uh, Sarah, how about you? What, what, what's some like stealing that you've done for your campaign? Um, I did copious stealing for my goshapons for my yes. characters. Um, I took some from Disney and. Mm-hmm the video game Destiny and the Dresden Files and like Discworld and Harry Potter yes, and like yes, random yes. movies and um, I took some characters from the podcast Hello from the Magic Tavern and put them in there. Ooh, I've never it's heard of epic. it. <gasps> um, you, should, you should probably listen. It's not D&D it's oh, boo. fantasy. <laughs> it's about oh, some okay, dude no, who in, um, accidentally gets transported to a magical realm behind a Burger King and podcasts <laughs> from there. Um, it is hilarious. That's oh awesome. my god, wait, what was it called again? Hello from the Magic Tavern. And Travis McElroy has actually been on it in the past six Ooh. months. He plays a character. Ooh. And it's all improv, so Amazing. it's astounding that awesome. they keep track of all the lore. I'm definitely not episode. on my podcast app at the moment. Uh-huh. Fucking finding it. That would That's... be unprofessional of me. Sounds like a book I really recommend you guys. It's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's called uh, I forgot who wrote it. It's Two Years an Emperor, and okay. and and it is it is blatantly based on D and D. It is about a, a guy from the future that gets summoned into a D and D role and then ask him to fix their shit. So he uses um, and basically he gets transferred to this world where it, it is D and D. So he uses all meta game knowledge to fix shit. Including knowledge of the rules and the physics of a D and D world, so he makes the peasant railgun uh, that we all know from D and D in in, yes. in the game. Uh, so he makes That's that what in it's the book. Called. Oh my god! I was taking so long to think about what that was. I was trying to explain it, but I couldn't remember the name. Goddamn. Yeah. So and he, he he in the book he does all the calculations of hold on. So you can teleport things there. Yeah, and you can summon that. Okay. So how much material of how much iron can you summon with uh, like some I don't know what spell it was but to to summon a certain amount of material. Well, that much material. So he he calculated the 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 um terminal velocity and the size of the metal object falling from the sky. So if you teleport <laughs> it there and then drop it there, then it will create a blast about this powerful. And all the D and D people from the D and D world were just going uh okay let's do it it's a, it's a hilarious book and i don't totally recommend it that's fucking great i just yeah i, I like the like uh, the science the science in D. also something <laughs> but fucking wild that i only goddamn just found out apparently pythagoras doesn't apply in D. <laughs> so like essentially like i don't oh my god it it is essentially just like really fast to travel like on diagonals 
Like if you're using like your little <laughs> box grids, so you you could just fucking hightail it. Like every diagonal is five is is well, that like depends still five how you feet do it. That depends it's, how you use it, because there's also this. Uh, I don't know. Uh, how, is that how it, how it is in current fifth edition, or apparently, isn't it yeah. five ten five ten? And they are yeah, no, no. It, was, it used to be time? apparently, but now they're like, uh, oh no, it does it doesn't apply. So literally, it's just uh, five feet of movement for every diagonal, which sounds fucking mental. Hi so, guys, I know we have to defeat the dragon, but I don't know how to substitute. So we gonna just move with our five feet. All right, all right. Oh One, God. two, three, four. Come back, dragon. Ah <laughs> uh, no! They moved on a diagonal, which we cannot do. Diagonals, diagonals are fucking speedy and terrifying, and I like, on, like obviously, I don't want to be doing Pythagoras while I'm playing goddamn Dungeons and Dragons, but at the same time, saying that that's just as fast as moving like in a straight line, it uh, it's it blows my goddamn mind. We've just your entire party is like five times as fast, and it's. Fucking mental. You gotta forget about the rules of physics when playing D and D. It's just, it's just, it's just a given. Um, Although we I'm ha- we sorry. have, I like I like my fantasy physics. Yeah, of course, it needs to be super accurate. We we've tried yeah. that once, and it was it was a terrible idea, <laughs> um, because we had this. We started trying to determine the laws of physics and trying to keep things. Oh, no working for a campaign once a little short campaign to test it out so it's like how does summoning water work it's like well the water has to come from somewhere you need to have conservation of energy it's like okay so you determine that it would probably take uh, the moisture level on average a tiny tiny fraction goes down around the entire world uh to create a lump of water where you are so you actually summon the water from those like, ah, that, that physically makes sense so this this down so what happens when the summoning spell runs out well it it goes back to where it came from just like an elementalist can draw okay okay that's that's interesting um it was horrendous because <laughs> They they summoned water for a village that had an empty well and filled the well with it, and the entire village drank from it, and then the summoning no. spell ran out, and we oh, kind of thought, no. like, what would happen oh, to the people that drank conjured <laughs> water? And that's kind of the last episode of the, of that campaign. That's kind of where I decided... Yeah, let's let's not continue on this path. <laughs> they paid the blood price. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. I like how terrifying that is. See, that's why you have to introduce math into it. Because like nightmares. You get to make nightmares. <laughs> that's when I'm like, guys, it's magic. It's magic. Yeah. It's not science, yeah. it's magic. Turn your it's science part mad. off. You see, I play with scientists. Uh, two of my friends work at the zoo and one of them is a plant guy and he plays oh, a no. plant guy in our D&D campaign so he'll be like uh, what mushrooms are those and also I know how to fight a forest fire because A, B, and C and I'm like oh okay magic yes, fire, exactly magic mushrooms I, <laughs> I would totally be making intelligence check no you fucking don't <laughs> oh uh, kind of side note uh one of my players, who's also one of the scientist people, uh, mm-hmm. knows a little bit of Russian. And so that's Good. another thing that I pull from. So her magic is through Russian. And that's uh, Dragonborn language, too. So I just Oh, that's fucking that great. Uh, Russian like, stuff's pretty that. magical. Yeah, one of our, uh, a couple of people in my, my normal D&D group speak um, Gaelic. 
And so they get to have like full on conversations in a different language, which is terrible for the rest of us because we just have to sit there and deal with it. But it adds to the realism, blah, blah, blah. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, Emily, uh, what, what, what things have you stolen from in the a, past? A, a lot. Uh, <laughs> just a lot. So one of my favorite classes I ever took back in my college days mm-hmm. uh, was my modernism class and Ezra Pound who is a modernist uh, mm-hmm. the mantra was like make it new and so okay. I've stolen things from Harry Potter uh, I've said fairy tales um, one of my one of the favorite things that I've stolen so far has been the fairy tales just because there's everyone's done it but mm-hmm. I like the way I've been doing it where it's like <laughs> yes because <laughs> I have <laughs> I have this huge annotated uh, fairy tale book and they all, the great thing about that is they give you like four different interpretations of the stories uh, from like England France Germany like all these different places awesome. and so I've been incorporating some of the some of those stories that uh, you know, aren't the typical French or German. And mm-hmm. I've been interpreting it from other countries. And so it makes it great because everyone's expecting, like, with Little Red Riding Hood, they're like, oh, okay, so we have to fight the the, the lumberjack. And I'm like, maybe. And, <laughs> uh, nah. and I say it exactly like that. And they're like, hmm, what's good, Emily yeah. up to? <laughs> uh, and then I've been combining certain storylines together so it's the whole campaign is Shrek meets Kingdom Jesus. Hearts <laughs> meets fairy tales <laughs> but they don't Why? know the Shrek part yet uh, <laughs> my, my boyfriend can't play all the time and so uh, one of the characters has a donkey and he speaks no. and uh, eventually they're going to meet the Lord Farquaad character no. and they're going to have to find a great paladin who is going to be Shrek. Holy and shit. I know. So, oh my God. I like just subtly dropping the Shrek hints. That's been <laughs> life. Just like <sighs> so great. Oh my god. Like just like I feel like being a player in your campaign would be part like endless joy and wonder and part just like Terror. a deep all-encompassing sadness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one of my characters told or one of my players <laughs> told me uh stop making me feel bad about the bad guys. Like, because he was feeling bad that I was doing X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, well, if you've watched Shrek recently. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, so that's what I've been enjoying. I like, I like Frankensteining things together. Oh, my God. The fact that one of them is Shrek doesn't, like... Like, I feel like it turns into, like, a league of its own. I don't know what to do about that. Because, <laughs> like... The Shrek franchise is already a Frankenstein of, like, all the other, like, weird fairy tale bits of bullshit in the world. But, oh my god. 
I'm just crying about it. Um, uh, Hemco, how about you? What have you been? What have you been stealing? Oh, everything. Um, Good. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Short. Uh, now, um, it's yeah. No, no. A, a, a little bit of a little bit of everything. Uh, I definitely. Uh, first of all, the first thing, uh, way that you really go steal things is just setting a framework for yourself. Like I have this. I have this classical fantasy game, and the question is, what classical fantasy do you steal from? Not, you know, how I'm going to make this original. So that's not yeah, going to happen yeah. anyway. Um, yeah, so my Dwarven City is basically a city from Dragon Age. It's not, but it's like, okay, yes. what kind of Dwarven City do you want? Uh, I like this one in particular for the world. And, and that's what it is. And, mm. and I'll add all my own elements. But the basis is just that, really. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I'm not going to lie. We, we have the exact same Dwarven City in both of our yeah. campaigns. Because I stole mine from Dragon Age. Yeah, it's recognizable. And, and also, and also uh, what well, you said all the way at the start. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you were talking about characters, uh, I don't generally use it for characters that much, but I I definitely use it for places and races and things in the yeah. world. It sets the expectation. I can go and explain how dwarves work in this world, or I can say, uh, yeah, they're pretty much because because the people already know multiple subsets of dwarves. They go like, are these like Warhammer dwarves? Are these Warcraft dwarves? Are these like mm-hmm. like like Tolkien dwarves? Are they Dragon Age dwarves? And you can ask with going, yeah, pretty much like the Dragon Age dwarves. And they go, okay. Yes. And Everybody has an expectation in their head. They they have an image in their head, and they can kind of interact. The moment they get into see, you know, how to interact with with things. Mm-hmm. So it, it it absolutely helps in that sense. And and it doesn't matter if it's not original. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, it creates a better story for players. You know, I'd, I'd much rather have stolen a lot of stuff than spend a half session explaining that. Yeah, but the dwarves in this world are different. Because, mm-hmm. Oh fuck off! And it's <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 just just take it, go with it. Um, yeah. I also steal a lot. Of, I steal a lot of quotes. I steal a lot of quotes. It's the basics for the basics for dialogues. Is just uh, I, I want my NPCs to say interesting stuff. So usually when I write NPCs, I don't write a lot about NPCs because I improvise. But what I usually do is give them one quote I want to use, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and 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 so many of those quotes. I love that you brought up Firefly because so many of those quotes yes. are from Firefly. Good. I've I've had so many Kayleys and and yes. <laughs> and Janes in my game. Um, oh. Just just last Sunday, um, I I had someone you know the player asked something like what should we do with them uh, if they if they refuse or if they don't cooperate and I just had the dwarf go shoot them politely, <laughs> yeah. politely. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's direct from Firefly. Don't yeah. give a shit. It's funny. It's um, the uh, the the chaotic wizard turning into a bowl of petunias has been a recurring uh, theme. <laughs> So, um, oh, classic. And yes. I was, I was so ashamed of of most of my audience being American and not understanding the reference. And, and oh, yeah. what? That's the yeah. one time I want people to see what I stole. It's like, yeah, you turn into a it, it, because it says in the Wild Magic Table, like when they mm-hmm. roll that result, they turn into a pot of plants. So I described, yeah. well, you turn like, into a bowl of petunias. I mean, come on. And uh, and the only thought going through your head is, oh, no, oh not, not again. again. <laughs> Aww. And 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 the one British guy in the group was laughing, and the Americans were kind of going, uh, "Okay, yeah, what? Come on, yeah." <laughs> oh. oh god, yeah. that's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and then the doing. last thing I definitely want to say, steal, mm-hmm. which I think is probably the most important, but the more serious bit, is mm-hmm. um, what I think a lot of people forget to steal, um, and that's story structure. If you oh, look, yeah. if you look at writers and you steal a story, not only do you steal elements of the story and characters, etc., but what you also do 
is steal the structure. You get the setup conflict, you know, climax resolution mm-hmm. that that the most basic of writers in Hollywood have thought of. Yeah. And you might not immediately see it. You might you might be into the movie, but you don't immediately see the structure of the story. And if you copy like uh, that story, you then have that structure. And and when an amateur writer starts making D and D game, I see story structures like this sorely lacking in many D and D games. And like if you if you make a proper like setup conflict climax, um, your story your D and D session is going to be so much better. Um, so you you can just simply learn a lot from professional writers, and that comes back to what I start I said at the start: the humility of look, you're an amateur, you need to learn. Look yeah. at professionals and copy from them. That's how you get better. Yeah, like there's there, there's a reason that the the things that you've read and you've seen are popular. So like if they're popular in those, they'll be popular in the game, even if it's like not necessarily a. Uh, it might not be like a positive, like oh, I love this place because this. It might be I hate this place because this. And <laughs> yeah, they're. Taking take from like popular things is always a, kind of a good bet because you've always got something something to fall back on if times get hard. <laughs> um, I think one of one of the things that I I realized kind of recently that I I didn't necessarily set out to do this, but uh, a lot of the the kind of like gods in my world are very based on because you know me, I love my gods. Um, mm. They're they're very much based on uh, like Neil Gaiman's works. Um, cause like he, uh, yeah. yeah, right. He, he writes like a lot of big characters, like, especially Sandman is what I draw a lot from, but things like Good Omens and, uh, Neverwhere, shit like, no, not Never, whatever. Anyway. Um, yeah, he writes a lot of like big characters like Death and Dream World and, um, like Destruction and all these big kind of godlike characters, um, that also have some humanity in them. Um, and a lot of the time are kind of fucking tired of being gods. Um, and so, yeah, look, looking back like that had a lot of influence on the things that I've written. And it's like, since figuring that out, writing the gods has got a lot easier because I can just like chuff over to my fucking bookcase, grab anything out and be like, oh, what did they say sometimes? This? Okay, cool. Now that's in my campaign. Um, so yeah, they, they were... They were really fun for me to draw on because they're also like some of my favorite books. I'm a big old like Neil Gaiman asshole, uh, so if I if I can like base all my shit on Sandman, I fucking will. Well, I would support you. Thank you. That's all I need. Yeah. Just your your support, you goddamn Shrek monster. Hey, I supported <laughs> you, you son of a bitch. Goodness uh... gracious. I'm just, I, like, I'm excited to have you on the moment that they fucking encounter Shrek. Just, just to figure out, like, I don't know, what goes through their minds. That's, you know, because, I'm sorry, off tangent again, but I was, I was telling it. my boyfriend about the story of my campaign, because I was really <laughs> excited, because I'm like, yeah, there's Kingdom Hearts elements in it, yeah. and there's elements from fairy tales, and I'm telling him this, and he looks at me and he goes, uh, Emily... This, this, no. this is Shrek. <laughs> like, <gasps> it is! <laughs> and oh, together no. we concocted this plan. God damn it! God <laughs> fucking damn it! I don't know who your boyfriend so, is, but I'll come and punch him too. God That's just how you know it's true love when your boyfriend yeah. tells you this isn't totally original. <laughs> but but let's fuck it up. Shrek. <laughs> 
Let's Shrek it up. Oh, fuck me. Nah, get shrek Get shrek oh This is God. my swamp. Get out. I'm going to I'm going to die. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, we got Alfred and Chad talking about listening to uh Neil Gaiman's readings of his North mythology thing retellings. Oh, I've not I've not gone into those yet, but that's that's going to be another like as soon as soon as I get into them, it's going to be uh making sure that my players don't read them immediately after because they'll know exactly where I get all of my plots from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, talking talking to the other uh, DM in my group, uh, he, he's been playing all of the Dragon Age games recently, and he's like, look, it may just be chill when you meet every single character and plot line that's in any of the Dragon Age games because, <laughs> look, it's my entire life right now. Which is fair. I also inserted my dog, my first dog who passed away into my story. So I get to roleplay my puppy. And only one of my other players has really ever met Archie. And so she adopted him right away. So that's apart from Shrek going 180 on this whole thing. (laughs) There's also, you can mention things from your own life. Like your first doggo. And uh, it's also very rewarding. <laughs> That's lovely. Also, I like that we're getting like full character arc of Emily. Of just like, look. Sometimes filthy sinner, sh- Shrek lady. Sometimes has a heart of gold. Dog things. <laughs> Use me in your character designs. I'm great. <laughs> Feel free to steal me. My like. Don't steal my likeness. Uh, but steal anything. Yeah. Soul. Got it. Nailed. You got a cool <laughs> character development. Uh, you can just watch all the Crit Chat episodes in a row and just get this character development. Uh. <laughs> oh, God. What? A- oh, no. Next campaign. I was going to say villain, which is bad for our branding. I was like, our big villain is the concept of Crit Chat. I'm like, oh. I'll, I'll gladly be the villain. Right. But I feel I've like- always wanted to be the villain. People watch the Avengers so they could see what Thanos does. People only go to movies for the villain. We cannot get into Thanos right now. I cannot remember that everyone wants to fuck that bald, like ball ass chin motherfucker. Right Wait a minute, now. you're kidding. Wait a minute, hold on. No, I'm gonna pause I, the show. Emily? Is that really a thing? He's oh, like, he's like if the octopus oh, from Finding Nemo grew up. Like no. <laughs> And like I had mean, an attitude problem. I thought I, mean, I, thought you I were do. Gonna, oh my god. Yeah, I thought that you were gonna get up on me as like, hey, Ismay, for real though, you wouldn't fuck that. <laughs> Come on, please. I just I just don't oh see it. Oh my god. I like know. I think that there was someone that was just like it's like, God, it's all these motherfuckers with daddy issues up in here. I'm like, bitch, it's 2018. We all got daddy issues. We have all gotta fuck Thanos. <laughs> Please incorporate that into your next game. Hashtag Sigmund oh. Freud. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, no, wanting to fuck that is like a big thing right now. And it's it's tearing my heart apart because I I talk I talk a big game, I talk some demon fucking, I talk centaur pregnancy. I don't wanna know what that big thick boy got going on. <laughs> Hey baby. I wanna see what I can do with my hands. 
<laughs> hope the genocide doesn't murder you. Well, made that weird. <laughs> I can't have sex without my glove. Hold <sighs> on. Oh no, wait, no, I kind of get it. The glove element actually brings a new dynamic that I'm into. Right, that does bring a new <laughs> well, dynamic. That's like, that's like, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know if that is something is for you, but for men it's very understandable, where you sit in your hand long enough so it doesn't feel like your own anymore. <laughs> the gauntlet kind of achieves that, doesn't it? like sitting on his hand and being like sorry guys it wasn't me I'll be in my bunk <laughs> <laughs> oh god we've had a lot of sinful episodes but this one is like this is the worst this is the biggest sin we might have done so far Christ maintained a level of not the devil in this. <laughs> like, she's not said anything outwardly horrific. No. Someone has to be a baseline. Somebody has to be the adult here. <laughs> oh no. Oh fucking God. Christ. We got, we got views in now. Stream is great, high quality, guys. What quality content? I can't oh, wait yeah. to see the reviews. Just like, oh my they, god! All but Sarah. What the fuck? <laughs> Talking about quality content, um, I do have to answer the question, and I do think it's. I think a, a, an experienced gnome eating Goliath can do it in four bites. Ooh. <laughs> like how many bites like okay i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie when i was writing like the the beginning important things like section i was like okay can i make this in like a how many licks does it get to the center of a tootsie pop without it sounding overly sexual turns out no 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 no, you can't it's always gonna sound sexy (laughs) yeah but that's my just my professional estimate you know from my days of eating gnomes because it (laughs) i looked or eating out. Pictures. I don't know. I'm confused. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That would get terrifying. Oh, no. The sexual connotations between, like, a gnome and a goliath are just... They're also... Ruined. This took a terrifying nightmare turn. We have to end this stream wait, because wait, wait. I'm... How oh, many no. legs does it take Thanos to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? I mean, Look, girl, just one. We have... <laughs> We have clear, clearly, you know, it's that time we've crossed the line. But, you know, let's keep going and see where it takes us. Cause, you know. <laughs> Thanos oh. doesn't let Keiji suck. Ew. Ah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> no one's ever done. I'm excited for, like, this next week of Twitter content because, like, the centaur <laughs> week was buck wild. Now we've got... We've got a lot of Thanos, like, the river to drink from. What if he was a centaur? <gasps> and with that... <laughs> Sorry. Guess who we found? It's Ismay's new favorite NPC. <laughs> oh, centaur Thanos. Mm. 
mm, I don't know why I've taken 180 because like I feel no one else wants to fuck Thanos and I used to not but now I feel like I have to for this stream we need we I'm need your you. like your like opposition here now I'm on team let's fuck that thick boy <laughs> I hate this <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, we should start wrapping up the thing. Um, this is spiraling out of control. It's spiraling. Don't mind. It's an observation. I don't mind, but... Uh. Yeah, like, it's it's beautiful and literally all I ever talk about. Well, not this, just things like this. But, eh, <laughs> I like that it's immortalized forever. Um, but yeah, so we'll do... We'll do we'll do our plugs. Uh Hemko, you've got your 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 usual plug for us, I guess. Oh yes. Um not as much spiraling out of control sexual content, but Luck. lots of stolen uh <laughs> fantasy elements. Uh definitely. Uh so uh, if you want to see that live in a D&D game, come uh, watch us on um on Sundays at I think in the UK 8 UK time. GMT oh, is it plus 1 right now? It's oh yeah, just so it'll be BST. So BST now, yeah, Ugh. bullshit time. Right, yeah. so eight o'clock bullshit time on Sundays. Watch a D&D game with lots of classical fantasy content. Uh, half of it it really isn't original, and the other half is total bamboozlement. <laughs> Amazing. And where can we find that? Oh yeah, uh, well on my uh, yeah, that's very useful to say as well. <laughs> I realized that if only. I had you there and remind me of normal stuff in life. Uh, Twitch.tv slash unlikelygm, or you can, uh, I'm working on updating the YouTube channel. The last few episodes aren't on there. Uh, but if you want to watch from the start, then you can go on YouTube and look for uh, unlikelygm. Amazing. Um, also, so, uh, although my, my usual plug of you can find me on a teacup gamer uh, on twitch.tv, uh, I do my usual gaming, but real exciting tomorrow this won't be good for the uh <laughs> for for the uh, future recording but uh tomorrow you will see emily and alfred the uh, another one of our amazing uh, dms uh we're going to be doing some co-op stardew valley tomorrow so if anyone is around you can come and see that uh i can like at the offset i would imagine it would be a nice chill stream but i can also see that going so downhill so quick so we can we can only find out then it'll be fun i'm so excited i get to play more stardew valley it's gonna be great and i know it's set as a co-op but i want to find a way to make it pvp um, but yeah, PvP you'll... Stardew Valley. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll be watching. <laughs> um, but yeah, you'll find me. Uh, yeah, on a teacup gamer on Twitch. Uh, every um, every day, minus Sundays uh, and Tuesdays at uh, three p.m. at BST. Uh, and yeah, I'll do all my shit. Um, as for Crit Chat, you can find us uh, other places. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Crit underscore Chat. That one's the one that's Crit underscore Chat. And you can find us at um, Facebook at Just Crit Chat. Uh, like our page, follow our Twitter, join in that good discussion. Uh, you can also find our Discord channel if you go to the description of wherever you are listening to this on. 
that made no sense. I tried my best. Um, and you can find us on our SoundCloud and Crit Chat to listen to and download previous episodes, as well as giving us a like and a follow. Uh, and like send send people it if you think that they're gonna enjoy the fuck out of it. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes by searching Crit Chat in podcasts and leave a five star review for the five star show. And yeah, you can watch us live every Tuesday at five PM BST. Until then, I have been Ismay. I have been Emily. <laughs> well, where does this go in? Because I I think I've been Remco, but I'm not sure if I'm accepting someone else. <laughs> I've been Sarah, and you've been listening to Crit Chat. See you later, nerds. Join us live on Twitch, Tuesdays at 5pm on A Teacup Gamer.